What's up? It's your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, your friend, but I can't be your son, that you can't folk. Will Henry with Articulating. This is Articulating. Rap, 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 rap. How y'all doing? Episode three, third time's the charm. You dig? It's your boy, Will Henry. Coming to give y'all these topics of the discussion. Coming to give y'all these opinions that are from a contrarian. These opinions that go against the grain. These opinions that make your brain bleed. Right? How does he think like that? Well, I think like that because I wrote a book. Check out the Incline Press. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Audible. You can go to Apple audio books and you know go check out this book go read this book go listen to this book and uh just understand a little bit of my perspective right i'm in the fitness industry so i usually talk about fitness i usually talk about health and wellness but my passion is to articulate this rap my passion is to talk about the culture my passion is to you know what i'm saying bring us as a community as a culture and help bring us forward so, I mean, I'm starting with this. I'm starting with this platform, you know, to diverse my portfolio. But I've been doing this for a while. We've been talking. We've been chopping it up for a while on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Go follow Articulating Rap. Go follow Guys Will Fitness, right? You know, I'm a promote. I'm a cross promote. So, man, go check us out. Go listen to us and just go tune in. Articulating Rap. You know, we've been doing this for a year now. We started in... Uh, what was that? A little bit over here, December of 2022. That's when I changed all the pages, made the TikTok, made the email account, and uh, we've been going strong. But uh, let's talk about that Benny the Butcher, right? Because everybody can't go. We all know what that means. Everybody can't go when you get success, when you get out there in the forefront, when you become a leader. The people who were with you at the beginning they might not have evolved the people that were with you at the beginning they might not have matured and everybody can't go so i mean thank you benny for that title uh thank you for this music too bro because i mean you're great at what you do right you're great at what you do uh you've dropped the tana talk four you you dropped the uh collab album with hit boy i can't even think of the name right now burden of proof you dropped burden of proof uh time to talk to is really what got me on benny uh you know griselda all those guys west side gun uh conway the machine all those guys right they family so salute to how they've been doing it that nepotism just like the weigh-ins right because we need that nepotism we need to bring the kinfolk janae CJ, Wolfman, Warren, you know what I'm saying? We got to bring the kinfolk, VJ, Keith Henry. We bringing the kinfolk with us, Cam. We bringing the kinfolk with us, and I'm just talking about my kinfolk. Shout out my kinfolk, uh, War family. But uh, so my, my main critique is the flowing cadence, right? This is my main critique, and this is what I was saying before Benny even dropped this album. My main critique is the consistent flowing cadence, which he really doesn't change up much on this album. So really, that's my only critique. And why is that a critique? Why do I care if a, a artist switches up his flowing cadence? Why do I care? It's because we got on these different beats. Why are you rapping the same way you rap on every beat on the different beats no we need to see a little bit more flavor we need to see a little bit more variety you know and i like that because that uh entices the 
creativity, right? That sparks the originality. And, you know, you have your original flow, right? So I'll give you the originality, but the creativity part, I feel like that's missing. And I do feel like he just made the same album he been making, right? This is a good album, but he made the same album he's been making, right? Talking about the same things. Production is similar. Like I said, the flow is the same, but it's a great formula. Just like Drake, great formulaic music. So this is a good formula that he's using. And I can't complain about it. I like it. You know, I think Benny is doing what he does in his lane. But one thing I can applaud him for is this is not feature heavy. Or at least the features aren't pronounced. Like, you could tell that Benny, this is his album. You can tell this is not an album he did with a whole bunch of people. Uh, so I feel like it didn't overpower the music. The features, you know this was a Benny album. You know each song was his song. Not like when... Uh, Dirk and J. Cole did All My Life And J. Cole pretty much owned that song And he put that on his album But that was really a J. Cole song That Dirk said featuring J. Cole But we know he didn't feature J. Cole That was his song that was given Right, that was a gift And he did receive And is he the clear cut best in Griselda After this release I feel like I do like West Side Gun But even with the West Side Gun album that dropped recently, even with the Conway the Machine album that dropped uh, last year, Benny is the clear-cut favorite. Benny is the better rapper in Griselda. I mean, he's consistent. I feel like he knows himself better than the other guys. Conway knows himself too. But if we're going to be honest, Conway just ugly, pretty much. So... You know, it does go back to the appeal. And I know bro been through a lot of shit, bro. I'm not, you know what I'm saying, trying to knock him and I'm not trying to take away from it. But he, you know what I'm saying, he got his face messed up. You know what I'm saying? And he ugly. So I feel like maybe that's what takes the appeal from me for him. Not that I need a man to be handsome or nothing like that. But I will prefer... You to be the part Look the part You know what I'm saying And I guess that's what you would think Of a rapping drug dealer I guess that's the look But Nah Conway I'm sorry bro And To me really Ollie, The production is there I don't think the production was great Though I, The production was there I don't, th I don't think the production was great uh, So What he needs to surpass this album Is great production from top to bottom Right I do believe it fit in his lane it did like cater to his style, but I don't think it was great. I think it was cool. It was okay. So if it was on a scale of one through five, I would give it a three. If it was on a scale of one through ten, maybe a seven, I would say that's where the production would be at to me. Um and he needs to improve the production, right? And he just needs to be more creative. Like I said, change the flow, change the cadence, take more risk, right? And that's what I want out of artists these days, to take more risk. Because since they don't take more risk, they all sound the same. Since they don't take more risk, then there's no other Kendrick's Coles or Drake's coming out. Because all of those artists take risk. All of those artists evolve in their sound. All of those artists transcend with their lyrics, with the substance. So when you take away the substance, when you take away that, that risk-taking quality in an artist, then you take away his or her ability to achieve greatness. So I believe Benny is a good artist. 
but I believe this is why he can't achieve greatness yet because he's stuck in that lane. He wants to be in that lane, and he hasn't gotten away from that lane. So, man, shout out to Benny. Everybody can't go, and we know how true that is. But let's talk about Nikki and Megan. Nikki, 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 put it in her kidney. I, I just love that verse that 2 Chain said. I just love that part. Nikki, I love Nikki. Like, I like her look. You know, she's fine. Right? And I was on Facebook just scrolling through, seeing pictures of Nikki. Like, they would just randomly pop up. You know how the algorithm works. And I was just like, damn, Nikki is beautiful. Like, probably the beautiful, natural, most beautiful one out of most out of all the female rappers I can think of right off top, right? So Nikki has the look working for her, but not only does Nikki have that, she's very talented. And Megan, she has that girl next door look, right? Just, she will be beautiful, like whether you saw her in college, right? Texas Southern, Prairie View, wherever one she went to, got a degree from U of H. Right, she'll be beautiful in college. She'll be beautiful in you know the regular world. I could just see her working out in the gym, just like dang, who's that? Like, but according to uh, Partisan Fontaine, she does have a BBL. She did get some lipo, right? And that's something that she talked about in this song was the guys talking about the women with the BBLs when they have the scar. So I wonder if that was intended to Partisan. Fontaine, who she recently dated But, I mean, we can track it back I don't know where this beef goes back to I don't know where their issues started Right? You know, I don't really care about You know, most female rap beef Or women rap beef, whatever you want to call it But these are big people These are big names Megan, she has the commercials uh, Planet Fitness Right? Nikki is just Nikki She's, she's a pop star Right, she's the equivalent to to Drake in a sense, somebody who's really transcended rap. But the good thing about women beef is that it doesn't end in violence, right? No women beef has ended up with somebody being hurt or somebody killing themselves. So besides that, this is just a war of words, and since this is a war of words, I don't think you can say something that's unforgivable. Really, you have to do something that's unforgivable. So I really see that this relationship can be mendable, right? I feel like this is an opportunity for both women. This is an opportunity for Megan to use this clout, use the clout that, you know what I'm saying, Nikki's giving her because just the fact that Nikki's talking about her, people are tuning into this song more and more and they're understanding that this song is actually pretty good, right? And you can critique the hook if you want to, but you're being nitpicky at that point. Right, because the lyrics, the beat, that's enough. Right? And just talk your shit, Megan. Like, that's that's confident, that's cocky talk. Talk that talk. You know, I, I love it. Because just when a woman believes in herself, when a woman knows how worthy she is, that's that's so attractive to me. So like I know that Tori took a lot away from you emotionally. I know that Tori hindered your spirit from glowing like it is now.
but I feel like I can see the glow, I can hear the vibration, I can hear it in the frequencies and what she's talking, what she's rapping, she's really trying to convey that I'm back. My confidence is here and I, I believe that's what Nikki hears. And how could you not hear that? How could you not see Megan? You see her everywhere. And how could you not take the opportunity to spar, right? To spar, because that's what this is, a verbal spar match. And we wanted to get to the music, right? So, salute to Megan and Nikki. You know, I believe, I believe this is good for both of them. Megan is top tier. I mean, she's everywhere. She's Texas. I'm from Texas, so I guess I'm somewhat biased. <laughs> but I love Nikki, so I'm really not biased. But, you know, I just hope both of them comes out. You know, Nikki's about to go on tour. She got the album out. Megan can put an album out, album out anytime. So I believe this is good for both of them. But, dang, let's talk about Cam, bro, because Cam, you know, to me, he been running his mouth. Right, and sh you know he probably could say the same about me, but I'm not Cam Newton, right? Nobody knows me for running my mouth already, right? Because we know his talk has got him in trouble with animals. <laughs> you know they they put him under a microscope, so you know I respect it. Like you know nothing against Cam, but I want to play this clip for y'all. Just go to the clip where he says what he said. Cam Newton has a podcast, and Cam Newton, of course, was a tremendous player. But don't give me no backhand compliments. Don't do, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't say, yeah. I'm not playing. Haven't played in two or three years. Cam Newton, you had a worse career than Dak Prescott. They were able to pull up some stats. Let's just so take a glance. Right we? there, I was a dual threat quarterback. Add in rushing yards. Rushing touchdowns. Add in rushing touchdowns. Because who's number one as a quarterback? Nah, nah, nah. They try to manipulate the narrative. Instead of speaking about mm. what I said, they try to poke at the person. Jason, if I were to do my research on you personally, failed situations, got fired from a job, flunked out of college, if I really were to do that, then I will be evil. You're the bully. I'm the bully. Or I'm bitter. Mm -hmm. So, we hear it. He's trying to say that he has more rushing yards and rushing touchdowns compared to Dak, right? He has 75 wins. Dak has 71. And I think Dak just did his eighth season. Cam played 11 seasons. So uh, I see where you're coming from, Cam. And I don't think that you're bitter. I think that you're talking your talk. I think that you you should be able to talk your talk. I feel like you're justified. You have the credibility to talk your talk. But calling these guys game managers does seem a little bit shady. Cam Newton, why do you continue to want to compete with Dak? You were great, bro. No one will ever say that Dak Prescott is a better player than Cam Newton. Right? You're a Heisman Trophy winner. You won the national championship at Auburn. You went to a Super Bowl at Carolina. You won an MVP that year. Cam Newton's peak, Dak Prescott hasn't been able to get to. Now let's get that right. Okay, but the man said career. 
And when we look at the career, we got to look at the stats. Overall touchdowns, yes. But we think about passing yards, he's almost 3,000 passing yards away from your total, which he probably will eclipse next year in his ninth season and you had 11 seasons, right? Total touchdowns, throwing the ball, y'all are the same and you played you played three more seasons so far. He has almost 7% of a completion percentage better than yours. And your overall completion percentage is in the in 59. So it's in the 50s. And to keep it real, we both know that's not a good percentage for the quarterback. So if you look at the comparisons of their career side by side, Dak Prescott is on a trajectory to have a better career than Cam Newton, right? When it, when we talk about the numbers, when we talk about the touchdowns, even when you add the rushing yards in there, I believe Dak is a dual-threat quarterback as well. He, does he not run with the football? No, he looks to pass first and he runs second. Cam Newton was more of a run-first quarterback, so I guess that's why he would like to coin himself a dual threat. And we know we all know that run first quarterbacks, they don't last long in this league. And his career was cut short. And I believe Cam could still play too. But you did discredit Dak Prescott by calling him a game manager. So since you discredit somebody that everyone clearly doesn't see as a game manager, and that's why they came at you, then you put yourself on that chopping block too for people to look at your stats to look at what you've done and say hmm let's put that up under a magnifying glass bro so once you said what you said then that opened the media to to come for you and they didn't come for you just because they discrediting your opinion they came for you because if you for you to call these guys a game manager and that includes golf right who's in the nfc championship right now for you to call these guys game managers and we put your careers up side by side you didn't really look like the game changer that you claim yourself to be you won an mvp bro you took carolina to a super bowl championship but we line up your career overall <laughs> Right? Because it's not just one of your best years, right? When we line up your career overall, then we can say, hey, you saying these you saying that about these quarterbacks, right? But you know what you've done looks very similar. You know, that's when when Dan Orlovsky, he's a former quarterback, when he gets on first take and gives his opinion, what is he saying? He's not calling these game guys game managers, game changers. He's using the info to 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 speak the the facts. He's not discrediting them. He's not trying to call them negative out of their name. He's not doing that. And that's pretty much what you did. So that's why the light was shined on you. That's why the magnifying glass was put on your stats, was put on your career, and was put on the way that you finished in the league, bro. And, and that's all we saying. So just keep that in mind. Like, no, everybody's not against you. But I believe everybody can have their opinion. 
And when you put yourself on that pedestal, you basically put yourself in position to get knocked down. And when people knock knocked you down and you had a higher opinion of yourself was, oh, clearly I'm Cam Newton. Clearly I should be able to say these things and no one should say anything back to me. Right? When you put yourself on that pedestal, because we know Cam got ego. We see it in this drip. We see it in this confidence, the way he talk. And I'm inspired by my damn self because I am just like that. Talk your shit, Cam. Right? That's what we love about you. That's why you are not on the ESPNs. That's why you're not on FS1s. That's why you have your own podcast. That's why you have your own show, Funky Fridays, 4th and 1. That's why you're doing what you're doing because you a king, my guy. But when you put yourself on a pedestal, then you can't be upset when people knock you down. And then you still pointing the finger at them and not with what you said because what, what you said could be looked negatively, right? You know what I'm saying? Only because when you put your career side by side with these guys, we're going to put our, our fingers underneath our chin and look upward and be like, hmm, I don't know. Like, should you be talking shit about these guys when your career wasn't that much better? The fact that you went to the Super Bowl and got the MVP, that's the only reason. That's the only reason that you fly above them. That's the only reason. But in 11 seasons, if you hadn't done that, then we might not be looking at you the same way neither, bro. So salute to Cam. Backhand compliments, fronthand compliments. He a big dude, but I won't. <laughs> I ain't scared, but, like, I'm going to say what I'll say. So, uh, man, salute to him. Fellowship, cigars. I like the hats, bro. I like it all. But, damn, just... You know, you know what comes with it. And let's talk about the NFL playoffs since we're still talking about Cam. Still talking about Dak, who's out of the NFL playoffs. Salute to Dak. I hope he gets his contract. He needs to get his money again. Right? Uh, but we got Lamar. Right? And Lamar has something to prove. He's going up against Mahomes. He's going up against Patty. He has something to prove when the Ravens take on the Chiefs this Sunday correct and i believe he won the mvp right we just talked about cam newton this is going to help get him to the super bowl and i and every quarterback that's won two or more mvps has won the super bowl championship so he will put himself in that rarefied air if he gets the mission done and lamar jackson he looks like me he from florida he don't talk with a texas accent but he talked like me he dressed like me he from the culture. He from the community. That's my guy. So, of course, I want him to do great. Of course, I want him to win this championship, and that's who I got to win it all, to be frankly so. This is right before the game, but me personally, that's who I got to win it all. Lamar Jackson, LJ, number eight. And I love Pat, too, Texas boy. You know, I want them to compete. I want them to be rivals. I want them to make each other better each year in that AFC. Right, I love to see it. And I won't be mad if Pat wins because we know we, we can't bet against Pat. We know Lamar is great. We know Lamar is dynamic. And Lamar to take his game to that next level, man, it'll be amazing story for him to get there. Now let's talk about Brock Purdy. Let's talk about Jared Goff. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy and Jared Goff 
in the NFC Championship were both guys that Cam Newton called out as game managers. Right, and for some reason, people think that his point was validated, but how when there's two other quarterbacks that are in the playoffs? Yes, Purdy made some mistakes at the beginning of that Green Bay game, but ultimately he got them in the end zone at the at the end of the game, right? Jared Goff, you saw what he did to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You saw what he did against his old team. So, I mean, they changed the game. If you put somebody else under the helm at quarterback, though that outcome might not be the same. So they did change the game. So it, it really goes back to my fact goes back to the fact that people say now people are looking at uh, looking at that opinion like it was right, but really it looks even worse now because two of the game managers that he mentioned are in the NFC championship. Okay, correct. And we know who we know who Pat Mahomes is, we know who Lamar Jackson is. So that's enough on them. Uh but I do have the Niners winning this game. Uh, although I do like Detroit. That's my father-in-law's team. I do like Detroit. I do believe it will be a great story if they win. But you will be a fool to go against the 49ers. The only way that Detroit win is if the 49ers beat themselves. Ultimately, because they have the play calling. They have the players in place, regardless if Debo Samuels plays or not. The 49ers still have the weapons to make it happen, all right? Uh, the Detroit Lions, if the heart gets involved, if the emotion gets involved, and if they play their hardest, they play their heart out, then, you know, who knows what they can do? Who knows? And, and if Jared Goff plays with his hair on fire, who knows what they can do? But... San Fran from the beginning of this year until the Baltimore Ravens beat them from the beginning of this year, they looked very dominant and still look like a dominant team until the Ravens picked them apart, but they still look dominant in both the Ravens. Both the Niners got off to shaky starts at the beginning of uh, their uh, playoff games because they had the bye week, so that was a little rusty. That's why I don't like the bye week. I like to go right into it, but they was given a bye week. They was rested. But they was rusty too as well. So most of the time, if you take a whole week off, you're going to be a little bit rusty. You're going to be a little bit <clears throat> gassed. So that's my that's my take on the NFL playoff pictures. I got the Ravens and San Fran going to the Super Bowl like everyone's talked about from the beginning. Like I've seen a picture of where somebody tried to put that prediction out earlier or was acting like, this was already a part of the script, but it's too much AI, too much Photoshop, too much of that stuff going around to really put any real validation, any real credit to any of those type of pictures that float around. So for people to let these type of things float around on the net just to pro prove that the script is correct or that there is a script being wrote for the NFL, uh, I think y'all kind of narrow-minded thinking like that because... Photoshop and AI is relevant. And why wouldn't they be able to trick y'all? So unless you can point out to me something that was on public TV and was said, then I won't believe it. And then last but not least, I got to talk about my boy, 
I got to talk about my kinfolk, my family member, uh, my Waco fam, right? This is Articulating Rap, right? And I am from Waco, Texas, and so I wanted to talk about Hot Boy West, right? Because I wouldn't be doing my job, right? I made this platform to give y'all information, to articulate the situations, to articulate my thoughts on these type of events, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't speak on this. I would be doing a disservice for what I'm actually trying to do. And I hate the mug shots. That's disgusting. I hate when people post the mug shots. That's nasty to me. But sometimes when in order to tell the story, that's a part of the piece, right? That's a part of the fragment. And uh, I'll just read it. Waco rapper Hot Boy West sentenced to prison for violence against mothers of his children. Witnesses reported Lewis, who was driving a silver sedan northbound on Interstate 35 near West, tried to run a Jeep carrying the woman and the two children into a cement barrier. Lewis told officers he merely was trying to see his children, according to the court documents. And damn, as a father, as a husband, as a man that gets to come home to my child, as somebody that gets to wake up to my child, I understand how important their energy, their life force is around us to give us that motivation, to give us that inspiration to keep us going in these hard times. So I definitely feel for my brother uh, that was trying to get time with his kids, that was trying to be the father that he could be, right? But I also have empathy uh, for the woman with the kids, right? To be put in those type of situations, to be put in those type of harmful circumstances and not be able to control the outcome. I can see that it's heartbreaking for both sides. It's heart wrenching for both sides. And it just sucks because he was prominent. He was one of two uh, Waco rappers. The other including that's Waco Tron. The other one was Waco Tron that were going in an upward trajectory. He signed with 1017, which is Gucci Mane's record label. And he was doing big things. And he was making the city proud, putting us on the shoulders uh, and really just lifting us up and made people really believe that you can make music. You can do what you want to do with music coming out of Waco. Right. And I and I still believe that his impact will be felt just because of that inspiration. But damn, 15 years, and he, he's been troubled, you know, as a, as a kid from what I've read on him, what I've been hearing. He's been in and out of juvenile, been in and out of prison. So as an adult and a child going in and out, incarcerated, going in and out of these type of places, man, it's hard to get that good concept of the free world of reality and not to be institutionalized. So... Man, just trying to deal with the pressures, the stresses of life. Uh, he was recently on a podcast saying that he went broke not too long after he signed his deal because he was only given 100, 200K. And once he got clothes, got his money up and took care of things, he didn't really have nothing left. So, uh, damn, my heart breaks for him and it breaks for the children because... He was in a situation where he wanted to see his kids, where he wanted to be around. He was fighting for his kids. And it seems like in that fight, he put them in harm's way. And what the adverse effect is that now he's put himself in harm's way because he's in jail. And ultimately, they're in harm's way again because they'll have to grow up without their father. And if he has to do all 15 years of that prison stint, 
damn, these kids, I don't know how old these kids, but think if it's a three-year-old and 15 years after that, they're going to be 18. They're going to be an adults. You know, how you going to forgive your dad, especially no telling, you know, what's going to be said about him when he's not around. So how you going to deal with that as a father? How you going to deal with that as a child who's had a father like that? So my heart goes out to Hot Boy West. Uh, my heart goes out to the family, the, the mothers of the children uh, and everybody. Uh, so in Waco, that's mourning this loss. Uh, that's sad to see him go. Uh, shout out to the family, to the loved ones, prayers for all those who are involved. And it's definitely going to be sad for the city. It's definitely going to be a tearjerker to not be able to hear his music. Uh, but I hope he keeps his head up. I hope he, he evolves and gets better from this experience. And I hope that the incarceration that he's got to deal with won't institutionalize his mind anymore so like i said prayers for everyone involved sad for the city but this is your boy your brother this is your boy your brother your cousin your uncle your nephew your friend this is william jewel and this is articulating this is articulating rap 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 rap